Have you ever wanted to raise your hand and ask a question during the Sunday morning sermon? Are you looking for a place to find real hope? Join us on the Real Life Living in the Here and Now podcast as we tackle life's most unwelcomed questions and learn to live free and real. Each week, we'll take on a subject that cuts through the hype and deals with the hurt and brokenness everyone has but doesn't know where to begin. And now let's join our host as we get real with ourselves, with God, and with you. Have you ever fallen off a treadmill in a gym and been laughed at by a bunch of people? Well, I have, and we're going to share that story today. And Anthony has a similar story involving a few less people, but uh, none less embarrassing. But what we're going to do is try to parallel that to life and 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 take some some learning. Every time you fall, you got to learn from it. So uh, we're going to learn from that. My fall today, uh, and Anthony's fall, and uh, just see what we can glean from this uh, stumble. Amen. So I guess I'll kick us off. So it's been probably five, six years ago now. We decided we would get a treadmill at the house. And everybody got on it and ran. I saw how good they were doing. And I decided that I could get on it and run even better. Dressed up in my nice little suit. Went and got everything on. Came out there. Wait, 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 in. wait. You wore a suit? I did. I put a whole track suit on because you had to look the part. If you was oh, going to run on this okay. treadmill, even though okay. it's in front of the family, you had to look the part. I was like, man, I'm going to look like a pro. I'm having a visual. Oh, I went try to block it out of your head. So, so I go, I put the suit on. I come in there. And, man, I start out good, and then I take the speed up. I'm sitting there just booking it. And somehow or another, my foot, I wasn't used to running on a treadmill, so my foot came off and hit the side, and the treadmill turned me completely around, landed me on my bottom, and shot me clean across the house. So, yeah, great was the fall thereof. And it hurt. It hurt bad. (laughs) But that's my that's oh, one boy. of one of the many falls oh, I've had. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So yesterday morning it was raining. <laughs> Anthony, that's I just sorry. I just I can't get this. You're still thinking about I the track suit out of my head. <laughs> so yes. So yesterday morning uh, it was raining and, and and I usually run on Saturdays and so it was raining so I couldn't. So Heather and I went to the gym and and got on the old treadmill. So about three miles into the run, a six mile run. Um, um, I looked over at ESP and my legs are tired. I'm kind of I'm kind of gassed, and I look over at the the TV is on the right side of the treadmill, not in the center. So I looked over there as I'm running straight, looking sideways at ESPN. I forgot what was on there, but evidently it caught my attention. Well, I looked at it for just a second, turned back around, and got dizzy because I'm turning my head and focusing in different directions. And so, guess what happened? I stumbled, I lost my balance, and ended up against the wall, pinned against the wall behind, you know, the treadmill. And and I turned around, and I was hoping nobody noticed it. Those, those <laughs> folks just looking and laughing at me because I mean I don't. I, anyway, so I got back on, and when I got back on the treadmill. Uh, you know, once my face were not uh, uh, blushed anymore, and I wasn't so embarrassed. Um, I started thinking about the fall and thinking about, hmm, how can this relate 
to life. And I had one of those <laughs> crazy moments where I had some deep thinking on the treadmill. And um, so today, I text Anthony afterwards, and he laughed at me for a minute. And then we said, hey, maybe this will be a good podcast. So here we are. Yeah. So the moral is in this life, guys, you're going to stumble and you're going to fall. It may be on a treadmill. It may be in your daily walk with Christ. It may be in something that you something that you do. But there's going to be times that you will stumble and that you will fall. And the key in all this is that our Father is merciful and He is gracious and He is long-suffering. And how wonderful it is to know that we can reach out to Him when we stumble, when we fall, that He's standing there with a reached-out arm and a hand reached out to a lost and dying world that's saying, Hey, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And you know, you think about that, and you think about how great God truly is, and how He truly is standing with there with His arm reached out, knowing that we're going to mess up, that we're going to stumble, that we're going to fall, but yet He is faithful in the midst of it all. Wow. So true. And that reminds me, Anthony, of Hebrews chapter 12. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to read that here. And, and it says, Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that easily entangles us, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. In verse 2, Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. How awesome. So running the race is set yeah. before us with patience. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the only way to run that race and finish the race is to have our eyes fixed on Jesus. So it's easy to take our eyes off. Yes. And what happens when we do? We fall. And we're embarrassed. And we're embarrassed <laughs> really bad. We're shot across the room. We're yep. pinned against the wall. Yep. Some of us in a track suit, some of us not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, you know, obviously we go back and we look at more scripture and we tie out of more scripture when someone takes their eyes off the Lord. I'll I'll dive back in and I'll tie in in Exodus as the children of Israel were leaving Egyptian bondage and as they come to the Red yeah. Sea. As they get to the Red Sea, you've got Pharaoh's army behind you. You've got the sea in front of you. And they're standing there with their arms up thinking, well, this is it. What are we going to do? We've come as far as we can go. Now what are we going to do? But the Bible says, by the blast of the Lord's nostrils, he parted the waters and they walked across on the dry land. Now you think about that. As they walked across this dry land, they could not turn to the right hand. Mm -hmm. They could not turn to the left. Their path had to be straight. As they walked across the Red Sea, they walked across this great body of water on dry land. Mm -hmm. They walked across it. They couldn't turn any direction, but their eyes had to be focused straight ahead. And as a child of God today, we cannot be distracted with the things in the world. We cannot listen to the naysayers on one side. We can't be paying attention to the social media on the other side. We can't be paying attention to what the friends are saying over here on this side. Our eyes and our focus have to be solid, rock solid on God. If not, you will find yourself pinned against the wall, thrown across the room. Because the moment we take our eyes off of Him, that's when we stumble. That's when we fall. When we think that it's inside of ourself that we're able to get across this yes. great thing, this great void, this gulf. When you think it is your ability that has this power that can get you from mm. point A to point B, mm. that's when the failure will happen. It is not you. It is God working in you, leading, guiding, directing your path. Wow. Yes. 
And so thinking about the distractions, because you, you just brought it up um, in the scripture, how the, mm-hmm. the children of Israel are distracted, and, yep. and you could go through the Bible, and you see where Peter was distracted mm-hmm. by the winds and the waves, and he was walking on the water, and he should have been looking, focusing on Jesus. You know, all these stories, right? Yep. And then, so I go back to the gym. Okay, let's let's parallel all that back to the gym. Okay, so in the gym, I'm sweating. You know, I'm looking across the gym. I'm seeing Heather, you know, running, and I'm I, I'm sweating. The ESPN's in front of me, and then across the gym, there is a uh, there is a, a set of weights that with a red dot in the middle of them. So I mean, that's weird, but I want that's going to make sense in just a minute. So I want to talk a few minutes about the things that distracted me while I'm trying to run. Yeah. I'm trying to focus on my, my, my rhythm, focusing on the, the and, and, and so the TV was beside me, screaming at me, look at me, look at me. Yeah. You know, ESPN, you know, oh, look what happened. The curiosity, the fear of missing out, the commercials. I was running, gassed, sweating, and every commercial was a cheese, big, juicy cheeseburger. Okay. <laughs> oh. And then, you know, um, my phone was in front of me and it kept going off notification. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. Then um, I, w- I was looking around the gym because that's what you do when you run in the gym. You just kind of, you're a people watcher. So I, I was looking around the gym and I saw guys that were a lot bigger than me doing more than me, running faster than me, lifting more than me. And that, that kind of got me distracted. I'm like, man, I'm a loser. <laughs> You know, then I look around the gym and I see because it made me feel better. I found other guys that are doing less than me. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, that's not so bad. You know, I can beat that guy. <laughs> yeah. And then see, this stuff is all distracting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then I look around and I see guys that are doing it wrong. I'm like, why are you even here? <laughs> You're not even doing that right. <laughs> you may as well stay home, dude. And so, so then I'm comparing myself to all these people. The, the, the comparison is just, it's distracting for what I'm there for. And then all of a sudden I go back to the guys that are doing more and I'm like, they're judging me. Mm-hmm. They're, those guys are looking, I'm a, they're, they're, they know how bad I am. I'm, I'm, I'm a, and, and so they're, they're, they're looking at me like I'm a little scrawny. And then, and then, so then in, in every gym, there's this, there's a certain, it's funny because the, the stereotypes, then there's there's people who walk past you and they want you to look, yeah, you know, like they they're flexing in the mirror and they're like the whole time that's like <laughs> look it, at it, me and you're like you're like I, I'm just stubborn enough to say I'm not looking I'm not going to look at you you know, but but they're you know but that's distracting just the whole thing is distracting then you know my own sweat you know and my eyes trying to trying to dim my vision and and i'm having to try to wipe my sweat and run i can't chew gum and walk at the same time anyway so i'm trying to do that and then there's all the sounds over in the room next door there's these ladies are doing the spin or whatever Mm -hmm. and it's just a bunch of women just just hollering and 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 go go (laughs) and i'm like come on it's distracting me (laughs) and so um and so you had all these things coming at you and then it reminded me of of life Right, it reminded me of living life, a Christian life. Right, it reminded me of Peter walking on the water and the boisterous wind and the waves. And I mean, I was definitely not doing anything as holy as that. But I mean, but you, you know, you think about the, the the trap of comparison that's going to distract us from our journey with Jesus. You're comparing yourself to other people, your ministry to other ministries, your church to other churches. Oh, they're doing more. Oh, they're doing less. I'm in good shape. Oh, 
they're doing it wrong. And that's distracting. As yeah. a Christian leader, I mean, I mean, as a pastor, for me, as a, biz, as a leader in the business world, I can get so distracted as a leader in business or in the church by comparing myself to others who are doing more, doing less, or doing it wrong. And I can focus on the fact that they're doing it wrong so much that I don't focus on doing what is right. Yeah. You know, or... Or, you know, you got your, your, your just everyday life, the distractions, your, your, your social media or your phone going off all the time or, 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 or then, you know, just constantly being a victim. Oh, they're judging me. They're judging me. So all these things happened on the treadmill yesterday in my mm-hmm. mind. Um, and then, but there's one thing I wanted to, I wanted to kind of anchor down on here, Anthony. What helped me yesterday? What helped me? I want to talk about a few things that helped me, and then I want I want to shut up. I'm I'm hogging. No, the time keep here. going. I'm enjoying it. But the one thing is is that uh, there was that 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 set of weights, uh, dumbbells at the very end of the gym, very far side, directly in front of me. They had a red dot on the on the end of the weight, and I just took my eyes and focused, and it's almost like a tunnel going straight to that dot on on that weight, and then all of a sudden the TV faded out. The sounds faded away. The people just got blurry, and all I could see was that red dot on the end of that weight. At that moment, the balance was there. The rhythm was there. I was moving, not distracted. Oh, it helped me so much. Then, So that's focusing on one object. The next thing is that helped me is looking forward. I couldn't look to the side and, and run straight. You know, mm-hmm. in life we do that. We're running one direction, or we're looking another direction. That's, Obviously, it pins you against the wall, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and this was another one that helped, man. Um, and this one, this one was odd. I, I, and I tried it just yesterday on purpose because I was gassed about mile number four. I was dead, dude. I couldn't. I could. I was like, I'm not even going to finish this thing. So I did this. I smiled. Hmm. In the hurt, I had to force it. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, it was a fake smile. I mean, oh, it was yeah. obvious, but I smiled and I kept the smile for like a whole minute, just smiling. People probably thought I was weird looking over. I'm there. sure they're like, like "What's this?" I'm ear to ear, <laughs> but I'm literally doing this, this this experiment to see if if it helps because I had read something that said if you smile, it releases something in your brain. I forgot the scientific word, but it it and I'm botching this, guys, but. It it causes endorphins or something to be released in your in your brain, even though it's something, even though it's a fake smile. Yeah. And all of a sudden, here's what happened. I smiled, and I felt I felt better. Hmm. I, I, I didn't. I, I just I was running, and all of a sudden, I didn't feel as gassed. I didn't feel as exhausted. I didn't feel like I was about to quit anymore. And then just you know. So there's two more things, real quick. Is is before I started, I was sure that I hydrated well. Yeah. I think that's important yep. to prepare for mm-hmm. your, your journey. And, and the last thing is, is I stuck headphones in, and I was I was trying to block everything out by listening to something more intentionally than everything else. So those are the things that helped me. Let's uh, Ant. man, it's easy to tie everything that you said back to God, putting our eyes, our focus on Him. The distractions go away. I love the way you said that. Is as you would look at that red dot, everything else seemed to fade away. Man, if we can put our eyes on Christ, yes. it's amazing how everything else seems to fade away. All the noise seems to fade away. Yep. And, you know, that's, that's going into having a true relationship with Christ, with God, to where it don't matter what's going on around you, the situation you're in. You may find yourself in a boat in the middle of a storm. Yep. You might find yourself in a prison. 
you might find yourself in any manner of just absolute turmoil. But where is your focus at? Where is your red dot that you're able to look at and that you're able to focus on? And and then there has to come that point that you realize that 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 focus is greater than anything else. And to be able to do that, man, that takes that's nothing. It's easy to do. No, it's hard because, like you said, there's so many distractions. And then I like the smile. I like that one. I really like that. There's some that really jumped out to me. I really like that one. You know, they'll tell you that it's easier to smile than it is to frown. It takes less muscles in your face to smile than it does to frown. I think God made us that way for a purpose Mm -hmm. because he always wanted us to be able to lift our heads up high and to have a smile in the midst of it all. Mm -hmm. As you were sitting there on mile four, I've been at mile four many times, and you're thinking, there's two more of these. I don't know if I'm going to make it. (laughs) Mile four is a true breaking point. Seems like after you get past four and you Mm -hmm. hit that five, you're like, oh, man, I got this now. Mm -hmm. I got this whooped. I could crawl the rest of this if I have to. But there always comes a point to where it's hard, and anything worth having is worth fighting for. Yes. And I, I love that, and I think that's such a beautiful thought, especially in our Christian life. No matter what's going on, the hurt, the pain, everything, if we're to rejoice in the heartache, rejoice in the suffering, rejoice in the pain, to put that smile on there, inside you're hurting, but that outward smile comes out. And the world sees that, and they know right off the bat there's something different about you. Yep. Man, this guy's hurting, but he's smiling. Like you said, they probably thought, man, this guy crazy. <laughs> Here he was pinned against the wall a minute ago. He must be laughing at himself. He must be laughing at himself. But if they only knew, you know what I'm saying? You know, that I think that's one of the goals of a child of God today is for the world to know that we're able to let the world know that there's, uh, there's something higher. There's something more that drives us. It's not the things of this world. It's not our own riches. It's not our own gain. There's something that drives us that's external. That I'm sorry. There's something that's internal that's driving us. And that's the power of the Lord, the Holy Spirit living right. inside of the believer that drives us to let us smile, to push forward through the pain, through the hurt. I love it, man. I think that's great. That's big. And, and, and so God created us this way. And you alluded to this a second ago. He created us in this manner. Yeah. And our bodies as complex and, and, you know, as they are, it, this, it's neat here in Hebrews 12 how he, he, he paralleled our walk with Jesus as running yeah. a race. Oh, yeah. And, and running the race with patience yeah, and joy. Yep. Okay. And then, but then, you know, I want to go back to the science behind this because, you know, um, he created their body. And so the British Council put this out, said that, that, that the act of smiling reduces blood pressure. Lowers stress hormones, <laughs> boosts your mood, and and it, and it generates the same level of brain stimulation as up to two thousand bars of chocolate. Yeah. Now, ladies, I know y'all like chocolate. Yeah. But but the thing is 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 a, a smile is is so powerful that that is and and God 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 developed that whole that those those neurons in our brain and all the complexities of that. And so that's that's where he he kept saying in the scripture to count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Yep. So when when they speak all manner of evil against you, count it all joy. And when and and all of the things that that, that the joy that was set before him, 
right? Yeah. And he, he despised the shame, but, but for the joy that was set before him. And I think that you're thinking about the race. Yeah. As we run this race of life, no matter what, how hard it gets, no matter how hard it gets, there is joy set before the child of God. That's so true. Matter of fact, he promised it would get hard. That's why he yeah. said, smile through the pain, yeah. because it's going to be there. Yep. No, you not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. He didn't say just give up. He didn't say lay down. He said run that ye may obtain. Run that you're able to do it. Run that you're able to push forward. Run that you're able to smile. Man, it's going to be tough. But if you don't get off the couch, yes. if you don't run, how we either ever obtain the safest place to be is couch is on the couch. <laughs> you ain't gonna fall off the treadmill on the couch yet. The most and I will say yeah. when he texted me yesterday, I said you should have stayed home. <laughs> <laughs> I did say that, but he had a great response. I'll say this to everybody listening: his response was, "That's what most people would have done." <laughs> and on most days, that's what I would have done. Yeah, but guys, the safest place to be is on the couch. The most dangerous place to be is on the couch. Yep. Now think about that just for a second. The most safe place to be is on the couch, yet the it's most true. dangerous place to be yep. is on the couch. In our comfort. Yeah, just sitting there wallering in the mire. Wallering. That's a good That's a good word for anybody that don't know it. That's a good old southern word. Wallering. That's when you're just laying down in it, just rolling. You're wallering it. Yes, so guys, so guys, while you're while you're getting up from your waller, and you're and you're focusing on whatever that goal is in your life, whatever you're walking, running towards, and I'm telling you something, guys, you, you can run towards anything in life, but if Jesus is not your focus, yeah, then you're losing. You are. If you're not running that race, if you're running any other race, yeah, when you get to the finish line, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. And what's your purpose for running? Exactly. Man. And if it's for a trophy, I promise you, when you hold that trophy, now that trophy may be a new car, it may be oh. a new house, it may be a relationship, whatever that trophy is, I promise you you're going to be disappointed when you hold it in your hand. Have you ever seen the movie Chariots of Fire? No. So this is a really interesting movie. It's about two runners. One runs for his own glory for his own reasons, and the other runs for the glory of God. Mm. The guy who runs for the glory of God is an amazement. He's an enigma to everyone else that runs. And everybody focuses on him, and everybody's always trying to beat him. And all these coaches are talking to this other guy. He said, you can beat this guy. You can beat him. So at the end of this movie, both of these men go to the Olympics. Mm. One runs a 100 meter, the other runs a 400 meter. The guy who was doing it for himself ran the 100 meter and he ran it and he beat the fastest ones that were there. And when it was over, he was so depressed because the thing that he thought was going to give him so much joy, the purpose that he felt like he had for wow. himself, when it was all said and done, wow. he was depressed. And it showed him sitting in a bar with his coach and his coach was sitting there trying to lift him back up, but he was just drugged so low wow. because the thing that he obtained to with all his heart, when he received it, it was just empty. Wow. Now, you fast forward to the end of the movie, and you see the man who was running for the glory of God. As he steps out on the course, 
he shakes everyone's hand in the line. He says, good luck to all of you, you know. And this one guy comes over and hands him a note, and he, he reads the note, and it says that the Lord takes pleasure in those that, that live exalt him. And he wads that up and puts it in his hand. And as he begins to run, as he's about 200 meters in, where everybody said that he would fall apart because he had trained for this 100 meter, when 300 meters came, all the coaches of everybody else had said, when he hits 300, he's going to fall apart. At 300 meters, you see him look up. Oh, You see him look up and a big smile come on his face. And he just looks up for the rest of the 100 meters. And when he crosses the line, he's got this huge smile and he's glorifying God. The thing that he said that he felt like God had given him the ability to run that he may obtain. And how beautiful it is to see the thing that brought not him the glory, but he felt that when he ran, he brought glory to God. Wow. And that glory was revealed at that moment. While the one man was sitting in depression because the thought that he, because what he had wanted, what he wanted to obtain, he got. And there was nothing there but emptiness. But the other one that ran for the glory of God, at the end of it all, the glory of God surrounded and overshadowed everything else. And all this man was left to be able to do was to smile and to give thanks to God because the race that he had ran, he obtained for the glory of God. Beautiful movie. Wow. Beautiful movie. Wow. But that's a perfect picture of what we're talking about. It is. It's so very true. Wow. Yeah. When, when, when the one guy ended, he was disappointed. Yeah. And the other guy ended, you know, and it takes me back to the scripture, Aunt, um, as we close out here today, uh, you know, if you're, if, you're, if you're chasing something, guys, if you're listening to this and you're chasing something, be sure you know what you're chasing. Yeah. And, and be sure you know uh, what, what race you're running. Because yep. I promise you, it, it, it doesn't matter what your pace is. It matters what your race is. Yep. And so, um, you know, it's not about, it's not about uh, uh, necessarily looking the best or, or, or what, what, what have you. If your focus is on Jesus, seek ye first the kingdom of God yep. and then his righteousness. Yeah. And then guess what? If you seek that and that's your focus, then everything else will be added unto you. Yep. So. Yeah. I like what you said, and I know we're closing, but I like, what, I like what you said this morning is let God dream for you. Mm. Uh, that, that stuck with me as we were talking off the cuff before we started recording mm. the podcast. Let, let God dream for you. Yes. Your dreams are limited. Yep. God's dreams are limitless. Man. Guys, hope you enjoyed. Go get on a treadmill. <laughs> Focus. Go run the race. Don't be distracted. <laughs> And until next time, guys, keep it real. Thank you for joining the Real Life Podcast. You can subscribe to our program anywhere podcasts are available. Stay up to date by subscribing to our show. Join us again next week as we tackle real life together.